Welcome to the Kips Podcast. My name is Tyler Valencia and I'm the president of Kips and Time to Train Fitness. I have a guest and I have a topic that I'm a big fan of. We're going to be talking about YouTube, we're going to be talking about online workouts, and we have somebody that I've known for the last few years. We have Kelly Favre. Thank you for coming on the podcast and being my guest and being willing to talk about online training, workout, uh, working out virtually, and all that kind of great stuff. Absolutely. I love it. And I love to talk. So this is right up my alley. <laughs> yep. But before we get started in the podcast, I want to quickly remind our viewers, our listeners that to go do all the podcast things, make sure that you like, you subscribe, you follow us, maybe share the podcast with somebody that you think might benefit from online training, or maybe just benefit from the podcast in general. Kelly, before we get started with the main questions, I want to make sure that we give some background. Can you tell Hi. the listeners who you are, where where, and how you started in the industry and what you're doing now? Yes, sounds good. So again, as you said, my name is Kelly Favre and I have been in the fitness industry a long time now, probably, I don't even want to say, but like over 15 years <laughs> and um, I absolutely love it because I'm still doing it. And I started, ugh, I don't know, maybe like a lot of people, I'm not sure, but I was a person that took exercise classes took group fitness and just loved it. And I remember when I got started, I was taking a class at my local parks and rec. And one of the instructors came up to me and said, hey, we have a spinning certif certification coming up, instructor certification. I think you should come. And I thought, I don't know about that. I had never taken a spinning class before at that point. But I thought about it and I said, heck, why not? You know, I can get paid to work out. And yeah. so I did it. And I came out of that first spinning class, which was during my certification, very sore <laughs> and wondering what I got myself into. But it turns out that I absolutely loved it. I loved teaching it. I've loved everything about it. And since then, I progressed getting other certifications, such as my groupness, my personal training, strength and conditioning. And even went back to school um, to get a master's degree in exercise science. So that mm -hmm. one person stepping out and asking me to join in really changed the course of how my life, my career has laid out since. Mm -hmm. So that is how I got into it. And it's a great job because I can, I've moved around a lot. I can take it with me and it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing. Yeah. I want to do a tangent here. I know sure. that we're talking about online, we're going to be talking about YouTube, um, but I just recorded a podcast episode where I was talking about breaking in to potentially group fitness. Okay. So you're a beginner, you're in entry level, you're trying to get in. And I, I know that uh, I've met other people just like that, that they were taking a class and then really? the instructor noticed, hey, oh man, this person's good. They're, they know what they're doing. They got a great personality. I think they would be uh, such a great instructor. And then they go through right. that path, but I also know the same where they're maybe not the standout, but they, they like taking classes. They want to teach a class and it's hard for them to break in. What's maybe a tip that you have that can, I can add on to maybe this pod, this other podcast I recorded that would be great for people to check out too. What's a tip that you have for people in that space? I think if there is a certain format that you're enjoying, that is something that you want to get into, say... I'm just going to go with spinning or indoor cycling, excuse me, because that's my mm -hmm. um, that's my passion. Mm -hmm. I would actually encourage that person to go up to their instructor 
and explain to them that they're interested, um, talk to the instructor, uh, find out what certifications. The first thing you would want to do is get a certification, but talk to the instructor in your class and maybe they could help you and be a mentor and guide you on the process. They mm -hmm. are going to be the ones that know what certification the gym or the facility is required. Um, they can give you tips on which certifications to choose, which certifications to avoid. And then um, how I started out was that instructor allowed me to maybe teach five or 10 minutes of a class just to kind of get started and get used to it once I earned my certification. And then maybe do all of it or tag team with them. So that way you can kind of get used to being in front of a group of people and learn cueing techniques and class management and whatnot. So I guess my first tip would be to go talk to the instructor of the class that you're taking now and let them know you're interested. And I know when someone comes to me, I'm like, oh, let me tell you all about it. So <laughs> trust me, they're happy to tell you about it and help you get into this industry. That's a good one. That's a really good one. And yeah. I think that networking aspect that that can give you that leg up that if that, especially if that instructor right. goes and tells the manager, the group fitness manager, Hey, like I have this person that right. I think that they would be, be great. That's maybe what you need. I think sometimes, right. uh, gyms can be a little, I don't want to say clicky, but it can be hard to get into it if you don't have that connection already a part of the gym. So I think that's, that's a really good, good one right there. Uh, getting back to now, Online training. Sure. I, I just had that little tangent that I wanted to go off right there. No, that's there. great. It's a great uh, question because yeah. a lot of people don't know what to do. So, yeah, it, with online training, to give some more background, Kelly and I met, and this is the power of social media. We've actually met through see. through Facebook. Uh, Kelly saw some type of demonstration I was doing on some type of. I think it was uh, a it Facebook was the Scarlet. Live. It, I, was, I was talking about music interfaces. I don't know what show or Facebook Live it was, um, but Kelly reached out to me uh, just for more insight on how to get your music lines connected, your microphone and your music line on one. And um, you know, I've tried a variety of interfaces and mixers and um, generally I have one that I recommend. And uh, we, we chatted right there. She shared some workouts that she's done. And, um, you know, from my perspective, I saw the potential of, okay, she's got the professional setup. She's got dedicated space, all things that I feel like were tips that I'd already given out. And this is all back during 2020, 2021, and eventually reached back out to her and brought her on board with my company, Time to Train Fitness, to do online workouts. And she's been with us. We've evolved from doing an on-demand library to now just strictly doing YouTube. And now she has her own YouTube channel that we have all her cycling workouts on with online. What do you think has been the hardest part for you in general? Isabel, when you laid it out like that, I didn't realize how far we had come. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. With us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so back to the question. I'm sorry, you're gonna have to repeat it because I was too busy thinking, wow, we've really done a lot in a short <laughs> amount of time. So if you're in the market for adjustable dumbbells or at-home workout equipment, check out Core Home Fitness at the link in the description. From adjustable dumbbells, multi-function benches, and all-in-one options. They got it all. I personally have their adjustable dumbbells and the glute drive that also works as a bench and would recommend them to anyone building their home gym or looking for easy adjustable options. The dumbbells, 
They easily adjust from five pounds to 50 pounds just by turning the handle and lock in for your safety. Grab yourself a pair and see for yourself how easy they can fit into your fitness program. If you've been a fan of this podcast, you know that before end of each episode, you're going to hear a promotion for the Naboso Duo insoles. I've been using them for probably a year and a half, and I personally think they're game changers. I think everybody should get them, try them out, see what you think. And personally, I've talked about how I used to have foot pain just from sitting at a desk and then trying to be active, trying to go work out and not really being able to fully maximize it. So I always try to throw it out there for individuals to just try them out, see what you think, utilize them in your day-to-day and hopefully improve your overall activity level. That's the key right there, activity level. So check them out. There's a link in the description for the Naboso insoles. They have a variety of them to check out, different accessories. Check them all out, see what you think, and hopefully come back and let us know that they've really helped out with your activity level. Let's get back to the episode. What has been the hardest part of online training for you? That's a toughie um, because I think, I know I kind of went into it thinking, oh, it's going to be easy. I set my camera up and book this fancy thing that Tyler showed me up and we're going to be good to go. <laughs> um, but it's not that simple. I hate to break it to you. And if you think it is, we, we, we can chat about it later. <laughs> but uh, let's see, the hardest thing, that's a tough one because there's a lot of hard stuff. I think the hardest thing was maybe going from having a um, audience kind of in front of you when you teach in person, you have people that give you feedback. You can tell they're loving it. You can tell they're hating it. You can tell, oh, I need to cue this a little better or, you know, whatever. You don't get that feedback. So Mm -hmm. you're basically teaching to a camera, which I think I look back at some of my first ones now. I'm like, wow. (laughs) Um. So I think that was kind of the hardest part in the beginning was overcoming that. And then just, it's it's kind of, I don't know if it's ever gotten easy. It's just things differ. Like we strive for a higher quality or higher potential with the videos. And every time we do that, it involves something that's a little bit more. Changing the set, um, changing the lighting, those types of things. So I, I can't even say it ever really gets easy, but mm-hmm. I think. The initial beginning phase is learning how to overcome not having that feedback that as an in-person instructor, you have all the time. Yeah, that's good. I think that's a good one that uh, I know that I personally, I mean, I've had uh, practice with doing lectures, recording lectures, and wasn't as big of a transition with that specific one, but it's more the the mindset of preparing for it, that you have to bring it yeah. on each one. It's, uh, you could yeah. be having a bad day. You could have slept wrong. Uh, depending upon when you film, you might be tired from the rest of your day. I mean, I've already, I've experienced those things. And I think I've mentioned it even in the workouts, the difference between filming in the evening sure. compared to when you, if you film in the morning, yeah. I, I typically film in the late mornings okay. and the times that I have done like a 3 PM to four. Oh man, I'm already tired from the day. And, but, <laughs> You, you got to bring it. You, you have to bring your A game forward because somebody tuning in, that might be that that one workout that, that hooks them. Like, oh, wow, like I feel motivated. This was great. I want to subscribe. I want to 
follow uh, time to train or whatever it might be. So that m mindset, and that's something that we talk about um, as a group, uh, the instructors with time to train that don't push to get more content out. The quality of it, the mindset set of it is more important than just, just going just, okay, I just got to roll with it. Get your mind ready for it because if not, it's in a compound, it's just in a, be a snowball effect, which I think is different than working in a gym at the, at a gym. Uh, you can get away with it. If you don't have a great day, people are still going to show up, especially if you're a popular time. If you have an evening class that on a you know Monday, Tuesday, people are going to show up regardless. It, it, that's just part of the nature of it. But with online, it's sometimes just that one workout that catches somebody's attention and like, yeah, that was great. Not to mention it's out there forever. So yeah. you go in and have a bad class in person. Okay, brush it off you know, next time's going to be better and it, and it will be. But yeah. when you put up that rushed content, it's there. Yeah. I guess until yeah. you delete it, but the point being is it's there. It doesn't just go away after the class is done. So mm -hmm. good point. Building on that, what have been some of the things that you feel like you have evolved with, with over the last two, three years? And I think that's the beauty of YouTube is the evolution of the individual, your own growth path in terms of what you learn, uh, what you experience? What are those things that you feel like you've evolved with? My presentation on the video um, has come probably the furthest in my, mm -hmm. I guess, my personality, if you will. Yeah. Um, at the beginning, I think I was just, I go into instructor mode and this is what we're gonna do and I'm not gonna deviate. It's just when you're on, when you're on screen, it's different. You have to, you know, use more expression, almost like make everything bigger. I've learned, like if I make a small hand gesture hurt, it's not going to show up as well as if I do something grand on video. Mm. Um, so I think I've noticed that. I think I've come along. I hope I've come mm -hmm. a long way in that. Um, you kind of learn to just, I've learned to let my guard down a little bit more when I'm on the bike versus just totally being instructor mode. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. Um, even though, like I said, I think that's harder because you don't have that audience, which we talked about a little bit ago when you don't have that yeah. audience to feed off of, <laughs> to feed off yourself. Yeah. Um, and I think that takes time. I really do. Um, like I said, if I look back on my old videos, I was just very kind of almost robotic. You know, it was still a great class, I believe. And, you know, the workout was good. But for me, it was just very robotic versus adding in more just kind of fun, if you will. I'm not sure what word to use to describe personality, just more, you know, laid back and comfortable. Maybe that's the word as more comfortable in the setting that you're in online. Yeah, uh, I think as somebody that has edited every single one of your workouts, I know <laughs> I know the evolution. Okay. <laughs> Did you subscribe? <laughs> I, it's one of those things that, um, I've seen it personally and the personality thing I think is the key for it. And that's something that we talk about, we work on, um, and that I tell individuals is personality is important. And that's one of the tips that I've gotten, um, from a fellow YouTube, uh, couple that does online <laughs> workouts and, um, that has been one that has helped me too, to be able to, uh, I'll say be vulnerable, but also share. Um, but yes, sure. you, uh, 
I try to keep things in general in terms of dates. And uh, yeah. if I am talking about a time, I'm generally talking about, I'll say that, that I'll follow that up with saying that at the time that I'm filming this, because of course it's out there forever, but letting people see your personality, right. I think is the big key for uh, online workouts, YouTube, because these days I think audiences, they want to connect with the person on the screen. They want to know more about them right. because in a global market, there's so many, and that's one of my, I'll say my beef with YouTube workouts is that when I do research and I go look at what other workouts are out there that for the same keywords, so like I'll go type in mm -hmm. cardio and I'll go look, they all look the same. Right. And it's a lot of the same. And the, a lot of them even are like a film, I feel like filmed on the same set. And <laughs> I don't, I believe that people, when they go to YouTube to find workouts, they should hopefully find more than that. And, right. you know, with workouts, I think that's the separator. Yes, people can, a lot of people can do, and I'm not, I don't want to uh, discount these types of workouts, YouTube workouts where they, nobody's talking and it just has the timer, the music, I'm not trying to discount those. I'm just saying that it's, I think it is harder to Age. instruct, yeah, exactly, instruct with it. And so showing your personality, all those things, there's so many layers for it. Moving on here with the next question here. Let's say you have a friend or anybody that's listening to this and they're thinking, uh, I, I never, I never thought I should go into online. I don't know if online's the right path for me. What's a tip you might have for them that's maybe think that they're thinking about, okay, should I give it a try? What's something that you would tell them? As an instructor or participant? Instructor. Instructor. Okay, great. Um, for me, it is the flexibility in the schedule that is key. Yeah. When yeah. you are working at a facility, you have a class at nine on Monday mornings and you will be there every Monday at nine, whether or not it's pouring rain, kids sick, whatever, you have to be there at nine. Yeah. Doing online training, that was probably one of the biggest benefits to me. I have a family. Yeah, I have two kids, husband, two kids. I'm a taxi driver. I go everywhere. I feel like they have more of a social life than I do. <laughs> and to have the flexibility to film when I have the opportunity is great or to teach my class when I have the opportunity, it's great. So whether that's at five in the morning, five at night, Sunday morning, Saturday, you know, whatever works best for me, 12 in the afternoon, um, I like that I have that flexibility. So I think that's probably like my number one benefit to doing online training online fitness is just having that flexibility in my schedule, especially right now, like the ages my children are, how much I'm involved. It's nice to not be committed at this certain time every day. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that would probably be my number one. It's a good one. Good I, I agree. I agree with that. That's the beauty yeah. of online <laughs> with the, the setup. And if someone has a full-time job, if someone has a full-time job, they can still do online fitness and work it around their schedule. Again, not having to be in a specific place, at a specific time. So, oh yeah, I, I, I throw that in there for people that they're on the fence yeah. about it. Just start with something. Start with something mm -hmm. in terms okay. of maybe you're just filming tutorials. Maybe you're just filming reviews, get that process going, that investment. And you know, you never know what's going to come from. Maybe you think, okay, yeah. this time I want to actually film a workout and throw it up yeah. there. And you just kind of get that ball rolling with it and just starting. So, uh, one more piece to add on that I actually talked about this recently in a different podcast episode was 
that the access and the ability to put out good content or manage, manage whether you're doing YouTube right. or you maybe use a website that manages the content for you. There's so much out there that it's much easier. I mean, I, uh, unless you know how to build a website and create memberships and all that kind of stuff, which is tough. Um, it, you're, you have so much out there that you can utilize. So, uh, it's accessible and anybody can do it. And I think that everybody should, if you're in the fitness industry, uh, or health industry, fit, health right. and fitness industry. So, uh, moving on here, we're talking about the tech side of it, because I think that that's one of the things that scares people with learning microphones, interfaces, lighting, all that kind of stuff with yourself filming videos. Uh, do you enjoy the aspects of learning the tech side of it? And what have been some of your favorite aspects of it? So actually, I'm going to say yes to this one. I do enjoy the tech uh, side of it. In fact, I always say that in my family, I'm the tech junkie. My husband wouldn't know how to turn the TV on if I wasn't here to <laughs> turn it on for him. Uh, it's really not that bad, but you know. Um, <laughs> so I actually do enjoy learning about it. And I feel like the equipment that we have with Time to Train Fitness is pretty straightforward, thankfully. So know that if you're not tech savvy, there are pieces of equipment, things that you can do that don't require a huge mixing board and, you know, huge lights and all that stuff. Um, but I think it's kind of fun to mm -hmm. learn how to hook things up, how to make it better. You and I talk about angles a lot, you know, getting the cameras just right, Um so yeah, I, 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 I'm not afraid of it. You know, I might ask a lot of questions, but I, I'll get it <laughs> and we get, we get moving on it. So yeah, I don't yeah. think, I don't think that should stop someone if they really want to do online fitness. I don't think the technology should stop them because we started basic, you know, with a basic microphone and, you know, and then we moved up again in that progression that we talked about earlier. So you know, if you start basic, that's fine. You know, you, there is stuff out there that's easy to use and to get going with. It's not oh, yeah. scary. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, <laughs> we're talking about YouTube here. There's so many YouTube tutorials. That's how that's, I learned a lot of it. And I, that's, that's what, how I knew YouTube yeah. tutorials. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, when get something new, uh, whether it's a camera, microphone, you know, that's sometimes what I share too with instructors said, just watch the tutorials. I don't have to reinvent the wheel and break it down. Uh, just go on YouTube, search whatever right. it is. And most likely somebody's done a setup video, how to use it, all kinds of stuff that you'd be amazed with. And I think that that process, I think, is the daunting part. Okay, there's a, I, I want to start with cameras. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to buy. But then how do I even set it up? I think that that just getting yeah. going, that finding that motivation is sometimes the barrier. Right. I agree. I agree. Yeah. With talking about YouTube um, and, you know, teaching to a camera and YouTube has evolved. I mean, uh -huh. now they have chats available. You can do live streams, all kinds of stuff that helps you engage more with the audience. That's been one of the big additions I've personally seen over the last few years is how they've really tried to hone in on the community aspect, try to build those parts off with it. We're quite not there yet with in terms of doing live streams and whatnot, but I've seen them. I'm sure you've seen them too when people do yeah. live streams, which are very impressive with 
the growing audience and uh, seeing those aspects of it, I think that some people might get, they might get a little uh, hesitant when they're not seeing uh, lots of views and they're not seeing people engaging, but it'll eventually it comes. That's always the thing people did uh, okay. advise me. It'll come eventually. What has been your mindset in terms of, okay, I just got to stick with it. Uh, I'm not seeing X, Y, Z with it. How, how do I keep going? How do I put out my best foot? What's been your mindset with that? Uh, that's tough because it is hard. Um, but I think my thing is I'm doing it because I enjoy it. And I really like it. I love it. I love yeah. the flexibility. I love teaching. So I think that kind of drives me. And I have the time to train team behind me too. So, you know, I love, you know, the motivation, like you just said, you just kind of have to keep going and it will come and it will you build it. They will, it will come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so I just, I just have to do it because I enjoy it and go with it and hope that and pray that, you know, the people are going to come, they're going to see it, they're going to like it. And eventually, you know, the ball's going to get rolling. We were discussing earlier about time to train and how it went from 1000 to 2000 subscribers. It seemed like in an instant. <laughs> um, so it just kind of like, you just have to, you know, keep going and, and just, as long as you're enjoying it, I think if it starts becoming a frustration to you and you're really only seeing that, then that's the point where maybe you need to relook and either switch that mindset over to let's do this, let's have fun, let it show through in my workouts and people will see it and they will come. Or maybe, you know, maybe online's not quite the right fit for you or, you know, you have to figure out what your goals are. Mm-hmm. So for me right now, I'm really enjoying it. I want to spread my passion of cycling. I want to, you know, both people out there i just i love to teach so that's just kind of how i go with it i try to let the other stuff bog me down too much i'm going to add on a a tip here with that that hopefully helps the evolution process of it from more the the back end of it because i agree with everything you said right there i think that that's definitely the mindset to have and um but a growth in terms of the back end of it this is where you might be looking at some tweaks uh, that's really the thing that I've realized the most with YouTube is that you got to be willing to adapt quick. You have to be willing to adjust and not be stuck with the way that you started. That if your titles, if your thumbnail images, yeah, you want to keep branding, but you're really trying to adjust because a lot of it's window shopping with YouTube. People that go to YouTube, they're just searching, they're they're sure. scrolling through and you're trying to catch their eye and then you're, then you're trying to hook them. And if you're in that boat where you're like, oh, I'm not seeing the results I want, start tweaking. Start yeah. tweaking your, your thumbnail image. Is it the text? Is it the image? How are you creating it? Is it uh, your, your title? All types of things that you wouldn't think. And I'll, I'll share that when we started with the, the Time to Train YouTube channel, you know, I had numbers after each workout. It was workout number 54, whatever it was. And I do uh, remember then, that. Yeah. And Not anymore. Then, no, you, I adjust. <laughs> I think <laughs> from the time that I started the channel and what we're, we're at now, I think probably gone through five different, five, six different types of thumbnail images yeah. and how they're branded, how they look. And that's just part of the YouTube growth is that you, you start tweaking things and uh, just uh, I'll, I'll share an interesting thing here with the, <laughs> how crazy YouTube can be because we were talking about 
AI before we started recording this podcast, yeah. but there's also AI that looks at your thumbnail images that will, that'll essentially wow. uh, read your image and try to pull what is in there. If there's a bike in it and that's part of, well, while you cycling as an example, that's why really? with Kelly's thumbnail images, she has to take images that are from a certain distance so that her cycling bike is it because we want the Google AI to be able to see and recognize, oh, that's a, a cycling bike or that's a bike, that's handlebars. Right. And then that goes into its algorithm of hopefully finding wow. the correct viewer for it. And, um, you know, something that I'm going to do after this is actually switch a thumbnail on one of my workouts. And that's because I tried something different uh, for a workout that I published and I didn't, I usually smile. I'm not a big straight face person. Um, and with, uh, one of the thumbnail images I, I used like a, like I was tired face face. And so there's no smiling in it. And this is the first time that I've seen a, wow, like my views are really, really down for this workout. So I'm going to swap out one, that one image for, for me uh, that I'm smiling in it. Cause I want to see if that makes a difference. And that's all part of the craziness of AI and with Google and YouTube and algorithm algorithms to think about, but that's, it can be part of the fun of it too, I think. Well, now inquiring minds are going to want to know if that switched out thumbnail brings, <laughs> brings about more views. I'm going to have to ask you about that. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy to think about that computers can do that, but it's also part of the fun of it. And that's why once you realize, oh, this certain reaction, if I'm smiling or if I'm flexing or if I have a weight in it or I have a bike in it, that can make an impact on your images. You're Then you are like, okay, that makes sense. Now I need to hold this dumbbell or now I need to smile right. in this or what is that emotion that I want to depict from it? Sure. And I can't take credit for, for this. Again, it was a, a fellow YouTube uh, channel that they shared this information with me and I know he's a fan of the podcast. I'm talking about Jason Cohen of Kaylee Cohen Cycling and Strength. And uh, he shares all these great insights with me. Um, but I want to ask you a question here, Kelly. Yeah. With kind of how we started talking in the beginning, talking about in person, how do you compare in person instructing to having a YouTube channel? What are some of those comparisons that you have? Well, the big one is we've already gone over it. So I won't talk about it too much is the no the no audience. Um, that's kind of the big one. Uh, the other one is just, you know, as an instructor, those of you that teach in person, there's probably a moment when maybe you start reusing your workouts that you've done before. Maybe you have six months worth and you start reusing, but online, that's not great because then you're going to have the same video come out. So there's that constant generation of content, which you know, instructors on in person do as well. But I know I, I've done it. I'm telling <laughs> you now, you know, I've reused workouts because usually six months from now, no one's going to re remember the workout that you did. Mm -hmm. um, so there's that constant generation of content. The time, um, I think is different too. So you can, as an in-person, you can drive, you teach, you pack up, you go home. That's it. For me, and I don't know, maybe it's just me, Tyler. I don't know. But it takes me like an hour to get the lights right, the camera angles. I'm constantly looking. Is my head in the shot? Is the music right? It's about, I mean, there's all those things that you have to think about with online versus, you know, in person. you got to think about that stuff. So 
the time there. I'm not saying it's harder or whatever, but it is just a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. You can't run in at a class. If you're running late and you're there three minutes before, hop on the bike and teach. You can't do that with online. You have to take a little bit more time to get that mm-hmm. done. Those are probably my big three takeaways. Um, Those are good. I, I think just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, um, I will share that. <laughs> and I know that yeah. people that, that know me or that know um, the setup process for setting a workout, it maybe takes me less than 10 minutes. And it's no. mostly because of practice and I know where things go. And my, pro, my uh, setup process is different. Um, and, um, <laughs> I know that some okay, people, well, like, you know what, wait, okay, I'm going I'm to pop in here too, because I don't, necess- I don't, I have a dedicated space to film, but I share it with some living space with my family. So sometimes mm-hmm. I have to take down cameras and stuff so that someone can do something in the room. Mm-hmm. So then I have to reset them up in the right spot. So, you know, if you have a dedicated space, it might take less. And now me and Tyler, I'm going to have to up my game and get ready faster since you only do it in 10 minutes. I have, and I've had, and I know instructors that just keep all the cords in one box. Mine are in one box. Um, uh-huh. But it once you know the process of it and you're like, okay, this cord goes here, this cord goes here. And I can cheat because uh, since I edit them, I don't have to listen to yeah. the, I don't have to listen to the same music. Um, and that's, Part of like once you evolve as an instructor and you know what goes where, like my workouts, and this is some insight that I don't think Kelly knows this, is that my my audio is added in after. My music oh. added in after. So I listen to whatever music I want to when I feel Get out. Wow. It's one of those things where um, technology is advanced. Again, I keep coming back to that point of technology advanced yeah. makes it easier that I can just edit my my audio that it will dampen any external sound. So the music's not blaring when I'm, when I'm filming these workouts, but I can just dampen it enough that wow. not gonna be, uh, it's not gonna be heard, but you gotta have the right software to do that, that knows how to denoise thing and all that kind of stuff. But um, it's part of the evolution with YouTube yeah. and doing online workouts is once you learn the process of it, it becomes second nature. Second you know, this, is, this is part yeah. of your routine. This is all part of everything. And I think uh, to build off of your, um, your your tip there with having a dedicated space, I think that that it's now become, in my opinion, a must in terms of if you are going to make this your career. And even if it's sure. small, if, 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 if even if it's a small space, and I've seen channels that have thousands of followers and that nothing wrong if you live in an apartment, a condo, whatnot, but people will find a, a space, a dedicated space, that that's where they film, and that's where their set is, and they make it work that way. And right. I, I share that because some people think, oh, I got to have this humongous room and I, I got to right. have whatnot. Where I film, and I'm in it right now, it's just a room. It's a elongated room, and uh, but it looks a certain way because it's a set. And right. so having that dedicated space, it saves time, but it's all part of your brain and all that kind of stuff that helps viewers build into your, um, uh, your workouts. That is true. That is true. So yeah, I have my dedicated, you can see it behind me, my dedicated space here, but the other half of the room, which I'm not going to show, 
um, <laughs> is living space. And that's yeah. where, you know, the cameras are. But it is nice because it's set up. It is ready to go when I'm done. So I, I do agree to have to set that up every time would be hard. And to expand on that, having a dedicated space, nobody sees what's behind the camera. I yes. I do know what your room looks like. And I've joked about that with um, other people before that. I know what each person's house looks like, despite never being there. And yeah. uh, I know that it's a, a shared space with your kids and somebody listening that might be in that same space. They're like, okay, I have kids. I have, uh, you know, there's toys are everywhere. But, and it could be a shared space, but nobody sees what's behind the camera. They don't know what's, right. if there's a couch right there, they don't know if you have a TV back there or if you have laundry on the floor behind right. there. It's behind the camera. Nobody, they only see right. what's in frame. That's the, that's the magic that, of it. That's true. That magic of film. <laughs> yeah. And, and to drive it home with having a, a dedicated space, uh, you know, my viewpoint on it is uh, it can people, and I have seen people that they film in, in the living room and you could see the couch right there. You could see the rest of their house. Mm -hmm. I've seen channels that have thousands of views, thousands of subscribers that are in that. I'm just, I come from the belief of uh, you want it to look and it's part of your branding and why people are investing their time into it. But again, if you're in that space, I don't want to deter you to, to getting started because you don't have one. Yes. Start where you're at yep. and just build mm -hmm. from there. It's true. It'll come. All yeah. that evolved. <laughs> well, let's get now to the podcast takeaways for this episode. Okay. And, um, you know, we're going to continue the theme of talking about online training here. And same question that a lot of guests on this podcast, the Kips podcast have been asked. Kelly, what are three myths about online training? And you can take this however you want. Okay. So the I'm going to take it from a little bit from an instructor standpoint first. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the myths is that you can just film and go. And then you're done. And I want to put a little caveat there because we, we kind of just talked about this a little bit that it's really a lot more than just setting up your phone and going. Mm -hmm. However, if you are, if, where are you coming from? Are you coming from, like you said, you want to make this your business? Do you want to try to make money from it? Or is this just something that you're doing to supplement your clients? Maybe if it's the latter, your iPhone on, you know, propped up on your whatever is fine. But if you're talking about, you know, you want to try to make money on it uh, or make this a living, then I think you have to go that extra mile. And it's not just as easy as setting up and going. Maybe if this in the beginning, but know that you would have to evolve. So I think that myth of like, like, oh, you just have to set it up and film myself working out. And there we go. Um, <laughs> again, think about where you're coming from. So yeah. I think that's one of the the first myths. Also that make people might say like, oh, this is less money because I'm at home and I don't have to travel and um, I don't need childcare because my kids can stay at home. Yeah, I think that might be true in some aspects, but it's also going to be an investment. Um, getting up, maybe you start with your iPhone, maybe you need to upgrade it, you decide to need to upgrade a camera. Again, this caveat of how do you want to use your online videos for mm -hmm. uh, living or just to supplement. Um, you have to invest in your your microphone, your scarlet, your mixer, your lights, your set, your paint, you know, whatever you need to do. So I can't say that it is less money. You will have to invest, but what do they always say? You kind of invest so that you can get more out of it. Mm 
Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you go in thinking I'm going to save a bunch of money, I can tell you right now that's not true unless you're just, (laughs) you know, in it for, you know, just client supplication, which is totally fine. You know, that's Mm -hmm. totally fine. Mm -hmm. Um, And people will say like for another third myth would be like all you need is a Google account. You know, you just pop up your YouTube, you throw your videos up and you can go. And I'll be honest, probably when I started that, I thought the same thing. But then you start looking at that and you realize, no, we need to do some um, editing to the videos. We've got to have intros, outros, uh, you know, mixing of the, you know, everything that Tyler, you do behind the scene, I just think is crucial. So yes, you do have a Google account. You can get your YouTube channel up and going. And that is true. But there's so much more to it. So it's not for the faint of heart. I don't think online fitness is for the faint of heart. If you are, want to truly make this a business, then you do need to spend time, you need to spend energy, and you need to spend money. Yeah. So those are kind of the three takeaways. There's a good, there's a good. And the three I was, myths I, I would say. Uh, the, the biggest compliment that I feel like I get is when somebody tells me that whether it's another fit pro or someone doing online workouts that they hear our, yeah. or see our workouts and they say, oh, wow, like, it sounds so good. Like, how do you get it to sound so yeah. good? Like that is like the biggest compliment that I could get because it, uh, it's, there's so many steps and I can't just say, Oh, it's the software. There's right. so many steps that are involved with it that we as a team practice on and work on. And it's part of the, uh, the growth of it. That's the big takeaway that I took from everything that you talk about the investment in it and the growth mindset. I think we haven't talked about that term yet in this episode, but I've heard it so many times from other YouTubers is the growth mindset of it. And that's part of YouTube is that wherever you started, just realize that's where you're starting. And you got so such a long journey to go forward with YouTube and you have to make sure that you're evolving along each yeah. each step, whether it is your setup, whether it is your camera, your background, how you present, how you instruct. You can't be stuck in just teaching the same workouts. I'd shared earlier that I do research on a weekly basis to see what's out there. Uh, you might not like what, um, as I shared, that I don't like some of the workouts I see out there, but there might be some you can pull from it. I've watched so yeah. many different instructors and and if you're confident in yourself, which I feel like a lot of people are in the fitness industry, you might see and be like, Wait. I can do, I can do better than that. Yeah. And that's kind of the great, I think the good mindset to have that you're thinking, okay, I can do this. Uh, but uh, that's my add on to Kelly's three myths there. Kelly, before sure. we s- sign off here, can you make sure to share your social media links, YouTube links and how people can find Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Yes. So it's really e- easy. It- it's Kelly at Kelly Fabry Cycling. That's what it is. Um, and you can see how to spell. I know my last name is kind of crazy, so I'm sure that you'll put it in the show notes or whatever, <laughs> how the links to it. But Kelly Fabry Cycling. And you can find me that way on Instagram and YouTube. So join me. Come take one of my rides. We're going to have lots of fun. And I'm glad I could be here. Thank you so much for asking me to be on um, this podcast. I love helping other fitness professionals as well. So this is a great Great. Thank you for being my guest again, as she mentioned, the links will be in the description. Thank you for taking your time to listen. I know there's a lot of options out there with podcasting and with fitness tips, health tips, all that kind of great stuff. So again, I appreciate you tuning in, listening, and I will catch you in the next one.